Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 121. Yes, we are back. And today we're going to be talking with UTMB finisher, third American female, Tara Warren. So if it's your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, except for lately. And show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, we are back with a Tuesday podcast with the Trail Manners podcast. Uh, we're sitting here at Mount Ogden Park in beautiful Ogden, Utah. Got Joel sitting next to me here. Yes. Super chipper looking today. Mm-hmm. And uh, our guest is, uh, this will be her third time on the show. She's catching up to, who, who's been on three times? Uh, Turtle, Luke. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few. There's been a few. Right. So she's she's close. She's, she's close. I think she's tied. She probably is. I don't know if there's anybody been on four besides me and you. Right. Um, Harrison's close. True. Good point. Um, but she's been on episode number three. Wow. <laughs> so in the infancy stages of our podcast. Really? Three? Yeah. We've all grown so much. We have. Gosh. Yeah. And it was like two years ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And on number 34. Mm. So pretty pretty big gap here for the next one. Yes. Right. So this is episode 121, oh, and I'm a numbers guy. So she's on three. So one oh, plus no. two is three times one is three. And 30, you lost me at three. <laughs> 34, one plus two times one is three, and one plus two plus one is four. 34. Okay. So I nailed this. All right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's driving their car with their they're thinking now, um, listening to the podcast, or running, not tripping. Her handle on Instagram, you probably follow her, is Run with Tara. She's all over the board there. She's got uh, 1.2 billion followers. <laughs> and, and and closing uh, quickly on the number on two, on billion. two billion, yeah. which is probably held right. by Kevin Hart or The Rock. Yeah. Uh, there's only uh-huh. two people probably ahead of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tara. Tara Warren is with us hey. this afternoon. We need uh, like a little, like a background hand clapping and a f- like cheering section. I should probably oh, mix that in. There's right? a couple moms over there with their kids. I bet they'd be interested. So we'll do yeah. a quick pause, like a three second pause. Okay. And yeah, so you I can find that. Find the, put find that the in clap, there. Right. Give it the clap. Yeah. No, no thanks. So like pause. Can, la- can clap and laughter type yeah, of thing. We awesome. need some of that. I'll find some. I'll figure it out. I got nothing else you to do. You got the skills. Yeah, and nothing else. Maybe I'll record myself giggling, and then that'll be it. <laughs> Go to a park. Um, but yeah, so she, like I said, she's been on the show twice. This is her third time. Or one of the reasons we love having Tara on the show for one, number one, but number two, she's local. She's local. <laughs> it's easy to schedule. Yeah, but, but <laughs> thanks, uh, guys. Yeah. yeah, but well, today wasn't easy. <laughs> no, we were no. going back we and forth with that. all yeah. kinds of issues. But uh, but the, but the other thing is, she just came back from UTMB, right? And so that's just an exciting race. I know people love to hear about, uh, myself included. 
Um, so that's why we're going to be talking to her today. Is kind of focusing on UTMB, but this year she's already had a pretty strong year. Uh, Black, Black Canyon 100K, which Joel's going to run next year. Yep. Oh, uh, good. good. I just good. threw that out there. But, awesome. Uh, it's on my list. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on my list, uh, yeah. The Bighorn 100 yeah. uh, not she doing ran that. this year. Uh, she also informed us, we forgot, she's running Finland yeah. with yes. bestie uh, Emily mm-hmm. Forsberg. Right? Yes. Um, she was over right. there for the Sunto Summit of some so, of yeah, sort. That was the beginning well, you of won a contest or something, right? Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, yeah. I got sent out there, won a contest submitting for the summit. And yeah, right. I got picked. It was cool. So there it's you called go. the Bodum Trail. The Bodum. When they say it's only like Bodum Trail, which my seven year old would think that's really funny, I'm going to yeah. call it the Bodum Trail. I almost giggled. I know, I saw your seven year old. Then I'm <laughs> like, oh, I'm backing on. I'm going to be more mature than that. I, I at least got an eight year old. So you've done that, and then, of course, uh, in a couple weeks, you've got the Bear 100 coming Gosh, out. Gosh, two um, weeks. Is that going to finalize your year, or do you have anything after that besides well, the Nordic Valley 7K? That, yes, the Nordic Valley okay. will close yeah. the season That's in summer. That's a great party to finish the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, UTMB, for those that uh, don't know, um, vert, you're looking at, I'm going to give you both because it is in Europe. So it's 10,000 meters <laughs> of vert. Or as I like to say, 33,000 feet. A climbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mileage, 170K, which is 105.6 miles. Okay. And you did finish this race in 35 hours and one minute. I did. Well, oh. do, you, well, do you know what the cutoff is for that race? It's 46. Oh, yeah. 30. Yeah. Stop for or yeah. Well, by the way, she, she came around a little faster and got under 35. That's what I was going to ask her next is like right? 3501. That sounds like the time I would throw down. Yeah. yeah. You right. know, not like fast. I'm just saying obscure number. Like right. Mm-hmm. Two minutes faster. You, you would have slowed down so you can add that stuff up to eight is what you would have done. No, because it does. Three no, plus five. No, I'm saying five. you, you would have you done something to get yeah. eight. Well, it is. Three plus five is eight times the O oh one is my eight. Word. So oh my No, times zero, zero so you know, is you out. Add zero. Okay. Is eight gotcha. times one is eight. Once again, you've lost me. Bring it at me. <laughs> yeah. My favorite number is eight. Is it eight? Yeah, it is, okay. for sure. So He'll every time I get a bid, to get to eight. I get it, make it equal eight. So oh, yeah. you know, times, divide, multiply. Sometimes it's rare, but it doesn't. He gets a sharpie and he's like writing it on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, we're going to put this. Yep. So that's what I should start doing with my number. If I'm like number 35, I should put a plus sign in between those numbers. So there <laughs> that you would go. be so that, awesome. That's why things have gone south is because you haven't done that. Doing it. Ne- coming there you forward. go. That's why we do these podcasts to figure this out. But. But I, so yeah, UTMB. Um, you've been back what two weeks? Yeah, right in there. About the race was two weeks tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, and this show launches on a Tuesday, so it'll be over two weeks by the time you listen right. to this. Two okay. plus, two plus weeks. But uh, we're going to start off. Um, we're going to kind of be all over the place because we're going to play off you okay. on what you talk about. She's got her UTMB vest. Yes. yes. She's Short got the vest, uh, you guys all kinds it. of literature. Here. Memorabilia. Mainly because I can't remember anything, and right. I can't say any of these names because they're in front of the club. And, uh, well, I'm so looking I have to at, cheat. <laughs> I'm looking at your, your stuff, and they have, like, like pictures or, like, a legend on a map. Like, right. You yeah. know, and I see musical notes, so I'm kind of kind of That's kind of So you can stop and charge up your Jaybird headphones, right? Yeah, you can download on your iPod. <laughs> your some, iPod. Some, some uh, music from your Walkman. Some calming some music. <laughs> you can exchange your cassette, <laughs> like, like a little box in the mountain, like those bookstore boxes. Oh, my Good gosh. sharing. Yeah, it's like, Dude, she I've, had one of those things on her sleeve where she had the CDs, like, stacked yeah. in there. She's like, yeah. okay, this cassette, Top Gun, I've listened to three times. Top Gun. So yeah. Now I'm going to switch over to Rocky Two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so let me. The first thing I want to ask, because this is a part that intrigues me, is what's the a- the atmosphere is like a carnival. I mean, there's just people hanging off of balconies. What's the atmosphere? You got there. What was your timeline once you arrived in 
Where? Chamonix. Chamonix. Yep. Did you Chamonix. fly in? Cham -cham. Did, did you fly into Paris and then <clears throat> train it over the Chamonix, or did you fly into? Where'd you fly into? We and my husband and my two boys we right. flew into Geneva. Okay. And it's about an hour and a half drive to Chamonix from there. Did you guys drive, drive or did you take a shuttle? We drove and we got the sweetest upgrade. We got this A5 oh. that you should <laughs> nice. have seen Bryce yeah. hugging the curves coming into town. You like know it. We were. Did he giggle? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. he did, and you know he doesn't do that. Yeah, that's right. what I was going to say. He was like, my kids are in the back seat, just freaking out. Just They're like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, easy driving. Okay. Like, I, I think one of the biggest things when people have asked what that part of the trip was like, I mean, outside of the race, mm -hmm. everything was so easy. Like everything was automated, easy. There weren't any glitches per se with like renting, uh, even Airbnb, everything. Hmm. Um, paying for things, all that was just really, really easy, what, which added definitely to having a more calmer situation overall. So yeah, right. that was a nice surprise. You never know how those things are going to go. So and and how, how many days before the race did you land? I'm sorry. Um, we got there. We left on a Monday, and it's kind of it's like a, a long, you know, Flight long day. Time like travel. plus eight hours, so you lose kind of a day. Right. Then we got in Tuesday afternoon. And the race was. And the race was Friday okay. at 6 p.m. Oh, that's we're going to talk about we'll, that. We'll get Me to and that. Oh, talked yeah. about Let's, that ourselves. Oh but, but so the trip in was nice. Um, you settled nice. Did you yeah. do some, some sightseeing out runs, sightseeing? What'd you do on the days leading up to the race? Did you find like the perfect bit. gelato place. <laughs> yes, <Nice>. definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, all those things. Um, Matt Clark, who had ran it last year, he gave me a great. Um, uh, location to stay, and I'm not sure if that's where him and Kendall stayed, right. or they wanted to, or I can't remember that part. But we were staying like right there on the block where all oh, the nice. action was going down. Like, if anybody has been there, it's kind of right across the street from the Solomon store, mm -hmm. and um, just complete lucked out on that. So we were right in the thick of it, and so as you guys know, <clears throat> all of the days there's a certain race, right. whether yep. it's the OCC, the TDS, the CCC. All those letters that I didn't know what meant yeah. then, I know what they all mean now. Do you? Like, did you hear how I just rattled them off? You did. Me and Jay yeah. rattled them off, too. Like, oh, yeah. PDQ, PMS, yeah, BBD. OCD. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bid DeVoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool. So, we were, like, you could hear all the cowbells and hear all the action and right. actually look outside and see all that coming in, even late until the morning where, you know, you just hoped your kids would <laughs> stay asleep Probably. through all of that. But, yeah, it was um, just... Just brilliant. The atmosphere was electric, and I know that's overused, but right. it was just really electric and almost sometimes overwhelming because you knew that you still had yours to come. So did it make you and more so, anxious, though? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Okay. That's that's one of them because yeah. I hear talk to people over there, and it's like, how do you calm down? Right. You almost have to stay off the strip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Mardi Gras, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah that was is a great location, and it made it easy to get around and and be a part of everything or not. And, yeah. That helped. And one of the things that we just loved as a family was uh, that Wednesday they had kids races. Oh, you're right. And superstar now. It was so much fun. And as a mom, that was one of the most memorable things for me is just watching your kids like run around the freaking Alps. Right. They weren't in the Alps, but, you know, it was in the background. Yeah. And they were all jacked up because they felt everything going on. And, you know, my 10-year-old, he was like stretching and doing warm-up. Nice. It was just really exciting. Yeah. And, uh yeah, they got little medals, and they're still wearing their souvenir bracelets. Wow, that's they awesome. They just really had a good time about that. So it was definitely 
very family friendly. Right. Um, and they made events possible for pretty much everybody, mm-hmm. every age group, and uh, That's really had a cool. lot going on. So that was really a fun diversion, <laughs> trying to not focus so much on what was about to go down. Kind of forget, oh, i got to run in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And literally, the, the kids' races ended at the same time I was supposed to take my kit to go get checked out, right. get my race number. And so there was a little bit of anxiety still even involved with that, just trying to get all that taken care of. But, yeah. Good. So you so you mentioned your kit. So they do have a mandatory gear list. Yes. Um, and so they're pretty serious when they examine and do they go through everything and make you lay it out on a table? How do they make sure you've got your mandatory gear? Yeah, and I'd heard various things, but basically you had to have everything on the list. And I guess this year was the first year. Not only do they have the required items, and, and they're very specific with what they are, so you don't have to guess too much. They have... Uh, a summer kit, right? A winter kit. Oh. Then there's a separate kit that sometimes the the CCC or the OCC has to use too. So all that right. was laid out, and then um, you think you're pretty good, and you have everything on your list. And I worked really hard to try to minimize weight mm-hmm. because in practicing with my pack, just you know here and around, it was terrible. Like honestly, I that was the most stressful part because I could be trained and right. fit and ready to go. Then you throw a 10-pound pack on your back and you're like, well, how's this going to work for 100 miles? Right. And you don't know because you can't practice that. Yeah. You just hope for the best. Well, you can practice it. Just train with it all you, summer, right? The whole, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. The whole summer. Run for the big horn. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to wear my whole thing. But no, so I, I felt fortunate. I, I got enough good gear that minimized the weight. So I was right. feeling pretty good about that. And then... <clears throat> And then I even, like I mentioned, I had to do the check-in, and when you go get your registration and your bib, it feels like airport security. You get the bins. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> saw that. You yeah. saw that? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. And so you, you go in, and you give them your ID and everything, and all the volunteers are just wonderful. Like, this is what they do. Like, these are communities of people that are just there for the runners. Right. And you felt that. Like, it was just, like, it was really, really cool. And so everyone's happy and not too stressful. Mm-hmm. And then you get your... You get your printout, and basically you get randomly selected for specific items on your kit. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And I thought we were going to have to take everything out right. and have it looked at. And I had probably my most prized possessions, like the things I really worked the hardest at getting, you know, like my jacket right. and my, my pants, both my waterproof items. Then they asked for my phone, Yeah. and they wanted to see my my headlamp, or they call it torch. Yeah. Right. My torch. Gotcha. And that was it. And I was like... Score, because one of the little sneaky things I did, um, one of the combinations for, besides waterproof pants, Mm -hmm. you had to have either tights that went down to your ankles. Right. Or you could have capris Mm -hmm. with knee socks. Okay. Then I heard a hack, if it was warmer weather, you could pack pantyhose. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like the yeah. old common yeah. and egg pantyhose. Yep, I got some on like right now. You have some <laughs> on right now? Awesome. <laughs> I, won't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, so I, I, I brought that as a hack just because it saves so much weight. Yeah. You know? So and they didn't ask to see that, so it was like way score. But so I showed them all the other things, and I was good to go, and that was it. It took probably like two hours oh to go gosh. through that process. It was huge. So what kind of headlamp <laughs> were you using? The nail. Okay. Yeah. Really? Did you have a couple extra batteries? I did. What you were doing? Mm -hmm. You're required to carry with you an extra battery. Right. The whole time. Yeah. 
And then so like halfway through the race, I so I had like basically three extra batteries. Yeah. So I switched out both batteries. Gotcha. Which that's another fun story about night number two. Anyway, so with the kit, yeah, then like, um, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram stories that next day. So it was about 1 o'clock on race day. We got mobile alerts. And this race is the most automated thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like everything. Right. You're just, you know everything. They sent this alert with like, you know. Warning, weird, warning. Warning, warning. Emojis. Asterisks. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like clown faces. No. <laughs> um, please activate your winter kit. Oh, and I was like, oh, no, you know, it's so cool. Bad words in my right? head. I know. I'm like, you're kidding me. And I had weird, crazy flashbacks of the bear. You yeah. know, I'm like going, no, please, no. And so at that point, you had to put that winter kit right into your pack. Um, so out came the pantyhose. Yep. I had to run across the street to the Arcteric store and grab some tights. I didn't, yeah. I didn't bring any. I never used them. Yeah. But, um, packed everything for that, which included an extra thick fleece. They wanted it to be above 180 grams. Like, it was specific. Wow. They never Whoa. weighed it. So, I mean, do they, so after you're checking, do they check you later in the race as well? I mean, what, what hmm? prevents you from checking in all your oh gear goodness. and then going back and, like, right. pulling stuff out? Yeah. Like, yeah. switching it up. They check you at checkpoints, they, too? They had one checkpoint. I thought there would at least be two. They had one checkpoint that might have been, it was uh, around 50K. Um, and they <laughs> coincidentally checked the same things. They, I think they checked, um, they checked my phone. Right. They checked my light and they checked, oh, they checked for my emergency blanket. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, um, one other obscure, like if I had enough calories, oh, okay. real simple things. Right. Um, then check pantyhose again. I didn't have them, so <laughs> didn't need them. They make you feel sexy though. They do. Those out there, yes, pantyhose still do. A little compressed, yeah, yeah. a little yeah. curve. But yeah, so that was the... That was the kit, and it worked out fine. Um, you get to a point where you just don't care what's on your back. You just right. kind of are going. But then you see, like, a picture of that profile of what you were carrying, right. and it blows your mind. A turtle shell. Or you're <laughs> a turtle shell, or you're running behind people, oh, and, and you're like, oh, big my and bouncy gosh, and like, can I fix that for you? Like, do right. you really need that? Large down parka, or <laughs> but you know everyone made their choices on but what. Can you see made. where that might be super valuable if you did get caught up there? Yes, right. Because I heard it was brutal the year before. Yeah. Right. But nothing happened. I mean, we didn't have that type of weather. But, right. You know, we were ready. I guess. And um, so when you, I think you mentioned it, but when they said winter summer kit underneath that head head say winter kit, it would tell you what your winter kit needs to consist of. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And just three additional items to what you already had. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just the. So my winter kit weight. doesn't vary much from <laughs> most. That's true. Yours doesn't. From <laughs> winter to right? summer, yours is really yeah, not I'm much different. Yeah, I'm still in shorts. I'm like, oh, I don't know. My winter kit would be different. But if they give Same. you things, that would make would make more sense. Okay. Yeah. That, that helps. And, you know, and I got stressed out about it and probably too much. And now I know just to trust what I already wear in the winter. I'm like, sure, right. we had to bring it, but I didn't need to use it. Yeah. Because we both know how cold it can get. You can wear your shorts because yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. And even like your core, what you'd mm -hmm. need. And so although I had it and I was grateful, I didn't need it because I could trust what I had been used Who to you are through our winters. Yeah. yeah. So good. So speaking of winters and all that, how was your weather this year? Did it, was it a factor for you? It was. <laughs> this is a loaded question only because of 
the things that I've come through <laughs> with races. Yeah. Just the random. You guys, a lot of you know Big how horn, random I've, crazy races have been. Right. And I swear that those experiences, they make you strong and they make you aware of what you can and can't do. And yeah. that's the only confidence that you can get is just by having gone through those. But right. it rained um, probably the first six hours. Wow. Pretty steady rain, but it was warm. Um, I had on, I didn't want to use my my windbreaker, my like Gore-Tex jacket at that point. I borrowed my husband's for the first little bit. And then I also had on a, uh, what do you call it, those like poncho, rain ponchos. Because oh, yeah. right. you had to stand in it at the start oh, yeah. for forever. Right. And I didn't do want to like dabble into that gear quite yet. So I ruined that gear first. Gotcha. And stayed totally warm because um, you're climbing. Mm-hmm. And if you're going at steady pace, like, you, stay you, warm. Know, you're, you stay pretty warm. Um, <clears throat> and we had enough downhills and whatnot that it could have become pretty cold if you weren't working hard. But right. I, I, I honestly don't think that bothered me. I mean, we know how to run in the rain and I've had enough of that experience that Races it wasn't training. that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't ideal it wasn't the perfect weather but i'd much rather run in the rain than the snow yeah and um that was that was good i had a lot of people reminding me you know you know how to run in the rain right that's not a big deal stop stressing about it just do your thing and try to it's good so we'll start there then so the first six hours you run the race well okay let's We'll start at the race start. Yeah. Yeah. What Go in back the to that. Oh my gosh. H E double hockey sticks is that right. like with that many people? Do oh you run gosh. like till you wait till mile four? Well, how get how to long? Run? How how early did I have yeah, to? Yeah. How early did yeah. you get there? So knowing that I was staying pretty close. Yeah. Um, and so knowing it starts that at six p.m. Six p.m. Yeah. Yes. So this is crazy. So you know, we're there in the the loft with our with the kids and whatnot, and another friend was over helping to get ready and do drop bags and um this is i'm not even making this up like i can't even make this stuff up so it was like i don't know like 3 30 or 4 o'clock i don't want to keep referencing the hunger games too often but (laughs) i'm not kidding like drums started (laughs) yes (laughs) like wow like tribal drums yeah like the beating of tribal drums and immediately I just started, like, Freaking I couldn't out, catch right? my breath. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, hours before the start. Oh, and I'm man. like, oh, my gosh. Like, I haven't even, I'm not even, like, in my race yeah, stuff. Right. <laughs> like, I don't even have my socks on. I, I have to eat, on I gotta eat dinner. I yeah. know. Like, I, have, exactly. I haven't done all Where's the things yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so that that didn't get me going, like, immediately. And it was the kind of drums, like, you know, when you're at a parade or a game, and it just kind of Big thumping. You know, yeah. It makes your I'm body, like, actually, your heart, you can feel it. Yes. And I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's so not fair. I haven't had any caffeine yet. And I was like, wow. And so that started then. Right. And it didn't stop. And um, I still, you were allowed one drop bag um, for the race. And was it? A, Wait, did, say did, that again. Yeah. For one, the whole race? 105.6. Because you're carrying yeah. basically, basically everything you own on right. the back. Yeah. I mean. Now, is, do they make you put it at a certain location or mm-hmm. can you choose? No. It's, it's at the You had no choice. It was at like, like the halfway point? If you're using a drop point. bag, uh-huh. you're putting it here. So it was at Cordemayer, okay. which was, you know, essentially 78K. Right. But in my head, because I didn't do all of the kilometers and meters that's just too much for me i had it all in feet and miles so it was about 48 miles and it was the drop bag they gave you and you put all the things in there that you wanted at that point 
And, um, you know, we had there five points along the way where you could accrue. Mm-hmm. And basically, those were like my food drops. Gotcha. Um, they weren't drop bags. You couldn't drop them. Right. You actually had to have a person there. Oh. So, so in the drop bag, so I had to take my drop bag still to the drop bag place, then come back to the start of the race. Gotcha. And it was pouring, and that right. was exciting. And you're just trying to be like, yeah, this is it. You know, here we go. But you're like, oh my gosh, it's raining. Oh. Right. And just you have like. The so what times you what times you line up? I got into the mass huddle at like, I don't know, like five fifteen. I was trying to delay it as long as I could. Forty five minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How far back were you from? Because did they have an elite wave and then did they have a break? Or was it just first come first serve? Yeah. Well, it was all first come first serve. And while I was in that. Wow thing uh-huh. i could see the or you know they were announcing they had all the music going and right. i swear it was like hunger games music <laughs> the whole time of course it was and um and everyone was like hanging off the balconies yeah. just like you said and i'm trying to soak it all in and you know it's a lot like not just pressure like it, you're about to do and in my head i'm like i'm just doing a hundred mile race like right yeah. but it happens to be more vert than I've ever done in my life. Right. Around these mountains that just look like jagged, like, knives. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, beautiful rolling Wasatch Hills. These are, like, typical, you know, the Jackson Hole mountains. Right. When you walk in and you look at the mountains, you're like, oh, my gosh. And they're everywhere. And they're everywhere. But, and like, they're big. Bigger and yeah. sharper. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. So there was just a lot going on. Right. And everyone around you, you could feel that tension from mm-hmm. everybody. And, um, again, the music's playing, the people are cheering, and then you're just standing there in the rain, and then they pull the elites out and put them in, you know, the front. Right. I was probably, gosh, I think there were around, there were 2,300 people mm-hmm. that could have started. I don't know how many Showed back up, I was. Right. I was 26. Back yeah, enough. <laughs> there, yeah. And there, some people had their loved ones in that pack with them, too, which was kind of dumb. Oh, but, just standing you know, next to them? Yeah, holding their stuff. I'm like, wah, wah, come on. <laughs> Whatever. And um, I, I must have been, I don't know, 30 feet. I was pretty far back. I thought I was going to get to wiggle in. Right. Uh, you know, there was no uh, wiggling. No one wanted you to wiggle. Yeah. You weren't going anywhere. You were stuck. You were just there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they had on the big screens, they brought in the elites and were announcing them. And From, like, a heated Tim tent. And, no, yeah, totally, they were yeah. all dry and Robes happy. And <laughs> Robes. They had a red carpet. They just gotten pedicures. <laughs> So that was that was the start, and um, and I was just watching my watch, like, come on, like this has to go faster. It just took, it really took forever. I was ready to go, especially yeah, since the drum drumming it's hours right before. Yep. I was ready to go. Like right. I could feel it, and I was like, let's just get going. This is enough already. Mm-hmm. This has been a long week. Let's go. Let's get this going. Well, you're, you were there run. 45 minutes before the gun, and I'm thinking like races that we run, it's like five minutes maybe, yeah. or you're actually sprinting from the toilet yeah, the, exactly. everybody started. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've been dropped off as the races yeah, started. Oh, yeah. I've done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Walked, walked up five minutes after everybody took <laughs> off. Yeah. And I had heard horror stories like, you know, because you're in that pack for so long before the race. Yeah. I've heard horror stories that people are like, Standing there, going to the bathroom around, yeah. and all that. I didn't see any of that. That's thankfully. good. Or experience uh, good. walking through anything. Stepping on turds as you start. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, that's yeah. a bad way to go. <laughs> so that I was glad. That's yeah, what I'm happened. Very glad. <laughs> Sorry, who was still at first? Yeah. Who was it? Uh, first? Was it Laney? 
No, I can't remember. Someone fell like 30 some, meters some in American and got hurt. Got yeah, probably slipped on a turd up. or yeah. something. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. No, I think you would get trampled because yeah. there were people. People had their hands up, and they were pushing you oh, in yeah. the back. Like, you weren't moving fast, and oh, there okay. was a, a weird feeling of, okay, well, if someone falls, like... I'm getting anxiety just for that start. Like I don't do crowds. Everyone's yeah. pushing on you really hard. Yep. To go where? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, You just right? had to wait. Had so your hands up, and you're I actually getting yeah, You had yours yeah. out. Yeah. You're, like just you're protecting yourself. I'd be like chicken winging it, man. Chicken winging. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Yep. <laughs> I had my poles. I could yeah. have just... <laughs> So you the rate, so when the gun goes off, wh- how long did it actually take before you could even break into a jog? There's a big squeal, huh? Wow. How how long did it take before you could break into a jog from the start? So after going like the giant arch, and it's mm-hmm. just as cool as it looks on the pictures. Right. Um, as soon as you go through that, it was kind of you know the shuffling. Right. And I think everybody just wanted to go, and um, I pretty. Pretty immediately, and there were some stops okay. and starts because that cute little street where you run through, where all the people are lined up, you just had to funnel it, and, you know, and some people would see their loved ones. Like, right. I got to see Bryce and the kids. That was awesome. And um, Chris from Squirrels Nut Butter shouted oh, yeah. out to me. And, like, you know, there was people along the way that, that was just really, just a really neat thing because, you know, these races, basically you're just going off into the woods right. by yourself. You don't even know where or how to say the names, but <laughs> there you go. And so it's, you know, it's kind of daunting. It was a little scary, but excitement. And so I would say probably, I don't know, five or ten minutes. It wasn't as bad, again, as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought it was going to be kind of like, ugh, you know, come on, let's right. let's go already. But we were kind of shuffling, and, yeah, it was good. And then maybe I'd say like a mile and a half, you were pretty much – Locked in at the pace you wanted to run. be, and oh. then you were on what seemed to be like a river trail, right? Before you crossed a giant highway and started the climbing, and you were on this river trail. It, it might not even be a river trail; it might just be what I met, remember that I thought it was. Um, for yeah, like six miles. Oh my goodness! And one of the funny things, <laughs> so many funny things. It had been raining a lot the last couple of days. And there were these giant puddles, you know, uh-huh. like the trail, right. maybe the size of a car or something. And you'd see all the different nationalities around you because they would have their flag on the back of their pack, mm-hmm. like, like I had mine. And they'd come to a giant puddle, and everyone would just, whoo, like, stop. Like, completely stop. Like, yeah. whoa, what are we, here's a puddle. What's going on? Can't and, get my feet wet. It's raining hard. Yeah, it, <laughs> we can't get our feet. And they would wait to go in around. a little crowd, like, around the puddle, <laughs> like, on the sides. Like little amoebas. Yeah. Yes, I, and I'm like, and I didn't want to be the obnoxious American going through the puddle, but essentially I'm like, I'm not waiting around for this. This right. is terrible. I mean, we're kind of in a race yeah, and yeah. want to get going. And um, so those were some of the first interesting things I encountered. And So you went around? No. You went, you went yeah, through the puddle. That's a girl. You know, that's, yeah, I've, I'm a bighorn alum. You go through the puddle. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> that's true. place to run. So, You're an um, American. so you know that was one of the first different type of things that i saw because different nationalities handle different obstacles or different you know problems that would come up um in their own way and you know just kind of fun to see and learn about that people from the desert would stop and drink the water (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're bathing they're like sweet water Um, so with with the race going on, did you when you went into it? Did you was there any goals you set for yourself besides the finish? Was there any, you know, like 
if you head into another race, I want to do this time. Was there anything like that, or you just, hey, I'm here to experience it, I'm going to get it done? I don't know what I'm really getting into other than what I've read and heard. So, I mean, did you have any idea of where you wanted to be when? No, I really didn't, and and that's completely honest. Like, knowing that I had, I didn't want to make this my A race. That was never the goal. Yeah. Um, Bighorn was a surprise great race. I was thrilled with that. Um, and I knew I had the bear coming up, and this is my fourth bear, and I I really wanted to hit it hard. Like, that's an important goal for me. Um, I had a great race there last year, and I knew... And I signed up for the bear way before the lottery for UTMB. Right. So that was always in the back of my head. Like, I wanted to do really well this year at the bear. And then, you know, then there's UTMB. And I just wanted to be so smart that I would come off and not be injured. Right. That's the biggest. Or so fatigued that I couldn't enjoy this amazing experience that I really feel like the bear is. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, you have your little time chart where you want to be which just helps me manage my expectations and sometimes makes you feel really good if you're exceeding those expectations. So I went in way conservative with where I wanted to be time-wise along the way. Right. And um, and Bryce was so good at helping me prepare all that because he sets it realistically. I'm like going in, okay, so here's a segment that's, you know, 8.2 miles. Okay, it has like 36 you know, 100 feet of vert. Oh, oh I can do that in this amount of time. You know, right. that's that's like a Lewis plus. Or, you know, you have yeah, all right. these different things. And, and I'd put down this time. He's like, no way. You can't do it like that. Like, <laughs> it can take you much longer. And, and that's that's good to have, you know, that spouse that can kind of smack you in the face and say, you know what? You're not that fast as you <laughs> think you are. You should go to this. And I, and I trusted that. Right. And that helped tremendously as I kind of set all those expectations up. Because I, I really didn't know. And... What I learned about with these mountains, they're nothing, nothing at all like I've ever done. And I don't have that much experience at all. But these didn't even have switchbacks. Like, oh, okay. when they are running mountains, they're going up the mountain. It's yeah. not like, oh, look at these 12 switchbacks to the top. Isn't right. that it's so nice? Up. It's so, what a nice mountain we have. It's like, no, <laughs> you're going up the mountain. There's the trail. And through the two nights of running, you could see that. And that was the most, I think, daunting thing is that you could see, and I'd heard about this, but until I saw it, it was, you could see the line of lights going straight up the mountain. Oh, okay. And there was nothing you could do about it. You're just like, oh, there we go. Huh. Yep. There it is. There's another one. Yep. Okay. That <laughs> looks another. like. Looks like that's where we're going. Right. And there's, oh, nope, I don't see a switchback. Yeah. Uh, Straight isn't up. Isn't that there's nice? Well, you would have given anything <laughs> yeah. for a switchback, oh, huh? Oh, just give me a switchback. Yeah, just, just give but me, please. What was so. what was the, uh, we'll go back a little bit because yeah. we missed this one because this is one me and Jill talk about. What was it like starting a race at 6 p.m.? Oh, yeah. How, how <sighs> challenging Yeah, was challenging that? is the best word for it. How challenging is that? Because we've talked about we started a race at noon, and we were like, mm-hmm. well, oh, in the hell, yeah. 6 yeah. p.m. How, how is that? And Bighorn has started at 11 yeah, and at 10. Right. And you can only, like, eat so much and go to the bathroom so many times, yeah. and then you're kind of like, oh, what do I do? Watch like, yeah. Saved by the Bell reruns. Yeah. <laughs> I can't check my dry, drop bags anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it is, you know, I, and you I've just already fiddle. slept for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, oh. And then the drums start. Um, I, I think... It was just a lot. It was just stressful. I don't know. There's, there's not really any 
good thing to say about that. Like it was just stressful. Did it was you have really to, stressful. Did, it add, did it add more fatigue to the next twelve hours than normal? No, like a lot of people napped. There was no after I got the cold weather alert. I was I was going to take a little nap. That yeah. sounded good because the jet lag. And, right. Um, I had done a couple of shakeout runs, but you know I just wanted to take a little nap. But there was no napping. Right. I was like full on holy crap. Yes. Mode and yeah. it was, you know, just trying to just really keep my heart rate down. I would have benefited, I think, from a nap. I don't think I've ever been have you ever like taken sleepy naps? tired. Do you take naps normally? Yeah, I, t- I can take a nap. Okay. I can take a nap pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm not a napper, so those I'm are good hard at naps. for me. <laughs> I, I'm good at napping. See, I'm can, not, so that's why I would I can crush a 20 minute nap. I can't. So yeah, easy. I can just yeah. go down. But um, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was long. That was tiring. It was the the positive though, because I try to always look at the positive. I ate so well that day. Like I was, and even leading up to that, like I've really worked on um, how I'm eating and what I'm eating and when and why. And I ate so well that day. And I, rather than starting a race, you know, when you're like cramming food, a cup of coffee and a bagel or (laughs) Uh banana or you know your pre-race meal pop tart or something, and then you hurry to the finish and. (laughs) You burn that off so fast. Like, I had the whole day to get in two good meals, right. process it, yeah. have, like, good calories in my body where yeah. I'm not stressed about, oh, I have to hurry and eat quick. And mm-hmm. So that was an interesting, very positive thing because yeah. there was no there was no stress with that. Like, I felt good. I felt ready. But, gosh, I had, that was the longest day ever. I couldn't <laughs> so imagine. I, could, I mean, like I said, starting at noon – well, me and Joel did the same thing. We had a really non-pre-race meal the night before, mm-hmm. like gut bomb chimichangas oh that we would never <laughs> yeah, we eat. We did, didn't we? Yeah, and but because you had time to work it through, right? Uh-huh. right. So it was like, yeah. yeah, we can eat whatever we want the night before. We, we got up that morning noon. and there was like free breakfast at the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> I think we hit up that too. Yeah, we did, and we were still okay. So yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Kind of because it, it doesn't really take you out of a routine like a. a 5 a.m. start will take you out of a routine. Uh, yeah, even, really? Well, if you train it, but you got to see, it t- takes me out because I don't eat before I do go a training run. Right. Well, yeah, I don't All either. of us, we, we run in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the same. Right. Yeah, I never eat, eat before. But if I'm doing a race, sometimes I, I still question, do I start with something? Do I eat mm-hmm. something in the morning? And I usually don't. Yeah, I'm same. not a breakfast. Yeah, I eat breakfast, but usually, you know, not for a race. So no. it's like coffee and... Coffee and that's it. A chaser of coffee. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> coffee and coffee. Yeah. Let's so, do this. Yeah. So, but it does. I mean, it's like, okay, does that set me back in the in a race mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, being fully fueled like nothing changed the day before, you know? So, but a 6 p.m. starts a different ballgame. It is a yeah. different ballgame. It's different. Because, yeah. like you said, you have two nights. If you have two nights. In a 100 mile race, which, unless it's hard rock, that's odd. Yeah. And you're already kind of not messed up, but you're. Your body's kind of like what? Because you've just flown over, right? And well, the time's different, so you're kind of like, what? What's happening? And you're like, you just try and tell your body, you're like, it's okay, like you know, we're good, we're gonna. I have a outside relationship with my body. I talk to it, so so you know. Well, I do that all the time. <laughs> you're like, it's okay, we're gonna be okay. You know, here's what we're doing, and right. we're gonna eat now. Yeah. This isn't really lunch, but we're gonna pretend it's lunch. So you know what to do. And you get an involuntary thumbs up. Yeah. Your thumb just got it. Just do your part, and I'll do mine, and we're gonna be just fine. Did you ever so. mix it up and try and train in the evenings? Like start your run at 6 p.m. You know, knowing that you had a starter that didn't even worry about it. No, I, I thought a lot about that, and I'm like, you know, it's just really, it just doesn't matter. Okay. It, yeah, it just doesn't really. I'd rather just stick with what I was doing. Um, yeah, 
No, I never did. Okay. <laughs> I run, I run midday sometimes, and that was yeah, close enough. Yeah, it's fine. So how, how did the the race kind of kind of pan out? Like a synopsis of your race, the high points, the low points. Mm-hmm. You know, you went through that river trail, you ran through the water, which we're super proud of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, how did how did the race itself kind of play out for you? Would you look back and say this race played out how I thought it would, or how did how did your your day go? Oh my gosh. Um, it's the most humbling experience I've ever been through. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, ever. And even after the race, when you'd walk around town and you'd see your your race buddies wearing their finisher's vest with, it says UTMB finisher on it. You know, like I could start crying right now talking about it. You just look at each other and just kind of like whatever language they spoke, you just kind of give them a little head nod and a wink. And like it was just such an understood thing. Like it's hard. It was really hard. And I feel like I prepared as well as I could. Um, could always do more. But yeah. I feel like I was ready physically and mentally. And I, I read every dumb race report out there like four times. Right. And I could never remember the names of the places that they were talking about. Until I was out there, and some of them, and I'm like, oh, wow, this was yeah, the place. there's mm-hmm. that one climb for 10 miles. It <laughs> <laughs> keeps just going up <laughs> with no switchback. Yeah. And you can see them all way up there. Um, and, and, you know, it was just such an amazing thing to just be a part of. But also, on the other hand, just to have experienced all the people dropping out, too, which was hard I think for me because everyone has all the same information it, it everyone knew it was going to be as hard as it was I don't know you know people had different injuries or accidents and bee stings and things like that which I know created some hard times but it built to exactly what it was supposed to be yeah. um, it was terrible and it was hard, and I have I said that yet? <laughs> That's what a T stands for, really, and yeah. mom, UT, terrible. Yes, ultra yes. terrible, <laughs> ultra and terrible mother <laughs> right? Ultra terrible mother bear. So I mean, I every time there was something really hard, I just I knew it was going to be hard, and um, and as cheesy as this might sound, like when it got hard, and I thought like oh, this is probably. Way, this is way out of my league, which I thought even stepping to the finish line. I mean, you guys know me from just here. Like, I'm just a mom. I've really gotten into running in the last couple of years. But, I mean, I'm towing the line at UTMB. Like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. It made no sense. And for some reason, everything came together to a race that I've never experienced in my life before. And I just, there was like this fire, this energy in mile 78. Right. In mile 80. I haven't had that yet in my little short running career. I'm always like just trying to squeak out a finish. Right. But for some reason with this, and I don't know how, it, I had it and it, it was working and I just went with it. And I apologized to all those people I passed if I was obnoxious <laughs> and flailing my arms around, singing and dancing. But you know, it was working for me, and I just I had to go with it. Right. And I, I'm grateful. I don't know, I don't know what happened. Hmm. I don't. But it all kind of came together. So we've had other people on the podcast that have run UTMB. One of them was Brian Beckstead, and mm-hmm. he he was kind of same boat. He was in awe that he was there, 
<clears throat> trying to take in the experience. And when he, he noted, like, going through some of these towns would give him such a pick-me-up because oh, they'd be gosh. yelling and ringing bells at 3 a.m. on the yeah. street and little kids and ole and, you know, all these things. I mean, did that – how were those moments through the race yeah. when you obviously don't get that here? Mm-hmm. You know, you get an aid station and someone's dressed as a flamingo. <laughs> you know, you get that or right. you know, in a diaper or whatever. I Did you feed off some of that too? So much. And what I loved is that you had your name on your bib mm-hmm. and um, also your flag. And so people knew what language to speak at you. Oh, but yeah. what I didn't know is that – when people were saying my name, were saying Tara, when they put an accent on it, it sounded like, you know, ta-da, like, ta-da. you know. And so for a while, I was like, gosh, that's like, why are all these magic tricks? Like, ta-da. Everyone's like, <laughs> you know, awesome. ay, 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 or bravo, or bravo, whatever language yeah. was comfortable for them before they saw English. And they'd go, ta-da, ta-da. And I, I wasn't putting it all together, You're and then for I would get it. Coming out of hats and <laughs> yeah, yeah. pulling a quarter from behind your ear. <laughs> they were like magically having escalators, but they, those people were unreal. Like through the night, through both nights, in the most obscure towns that were so picturesque. Like I think we want to move there. Maybe <laughs> it was so. It was all that was everything I had hoped for it to be. One particular. Um, town, and I'm going to see, I'm going to use my cheat sheet here. It was, it was going up um, like this area, the no- Notre Dame de la Gorge. <laughs> I'd say Notre <laughs> Dame uh, de la Gorge. Yeah, <laughs> so it was around like <laughs> like around 34 <laughs> kilometers in. Um, right. So you'd kind of just fueled at an aid station maybe an hour ago, which was really neat. And then you started coming up. Um, this like uh, cobblestone walkway and this was in the middle of the night right. and it was in the beginning of this insane ascent up to this crazy glacier peak which I wish I could have been there during the day because right. just the things I saw in the outlines just blew my mind and I was feeling awesome there I was dry like the weather was great it's probably in 40s so it was like perfect you know right. and um, so you're running up this real steep cobblestone way there was like this old church that was like built in the 1500s mm-hmm. and then there was this bonfire this huge bonfire at the top of the hill all these people dancing cowbelling and i remember this one older gentleman he had on i've never seen it in my life a waist cowbell now imagine like huh. a waist belt with a giant hanging cowbell right. uh-huh. gotcha. the cowbell could have been like i don't know 20 pounds and it was dangling around the nether regions. Right. And he was like gyrating. thrusting, <laughs> gyrating. thrusting the cowbell, ringing it with his hands behind his head. He was having the best time out there. And that just, I was like, this, this is awesome. <laughs> like, where am I? Like, this is crazy. I'm just a girl in Ogden out here watching this man having the best time with his cowbell cheering for us. And they loved every second. Like, it was just so cool. And so, and that continued through all of the small villages. They were, they were all out there in force. Like, little kids just wanted to give you fives and right. and um, just cheering for you. Like, uh, that helped Especially so much. Especially if you're in a low spot or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, that just kind of a pick-me-up. You know, that's how, like, aid stations generally are yeah. anyway. But if you have yep. that with kids and 
you know, Joel on a normal Friday night with a cowbell. With the cowbell? Yeah. 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 I'm sure we could, we could get you one, I guess. This is a normal Friday. Joel's like, yeah, that's Fridays. That might be something we look into. And it's 25 pounds for your yeah, belt. That's right. For those yeah. 44 if I'm really training. Because it's kind of, yeah. It's you like a kettlebell it bomber. Swing, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. The kettlebell. Yes. Totally. Yes. Sans arms. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a 44 pounder. Somebody's going to lose their junk. <laughs> So, I mean, that, that's just part, not just the experience, but also part of, you know, keeping you going, too. Because I remember mm-hmm. hearing from a few people, it's like, yeah, it's just crazy when you come up sometimes like in the middle of nowhere. And they said the same thing, these towns, and it's the whole town's there, you know, at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's like they plan for this, and they're just as excited as you are. So, yeah. I don't know, that, that's the part of the experience that I think would be really neat. That you was know, really just, neat. Just all that. And then the finish line, you know, they had such a great, Joel and I have talked about it, had such a great live feed of this race, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was like Tour de France, uh-huh. right? Um, but that finish that line never seemed to sleep. Nope. No. The streets seemed to be lined the entire yeah, time. Yeah, six deep. Yeah, no matter what time of day, no matter what mm-hmm. time of morning, people in balconies. I mean, that, to me... <laughs> I would I get goosebumps when I'd watch people finish. I don't mm-hmm. care if they were first or you know four hundredth, you know, because they're you know see people weaving, high fiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, how was how was that? That had to been pretty. Because I saw your finish. Yeah. Um, we saw Bryce at the finish line. Uh-huh. So how how was that for you? Well, that was crazy, and and I have to say too, I had no idea there were live feed videos at yeah. all the aid stations. I had no idea. Oh. Or at a couple other places along the path right I didn't know and I was keeping in touch with my buddy Sherry through the race she would you know giving me updates and cheering me on and then apparently she was sharing these live yeah. videos on her Instagram feed right and and I'd get messages like hey you're looking strong or right looks like the rain's let up and yeah. I'm thinking where are you <laughs> right, like, exactly. this is really weird but I'm like okay cool and I had no idea even till kind of the last part where um, my husband was like, we saw you come through. And I was like, well, how does everyone see this? <laughs> and so he explained to me. And I'm just so grateful that you didn't do I wasn't, like, doing anything weird. <laughs> like swinging kettlebells. <laughs> swinging <or> kettlebells <laughs> or taking a little break here or there or whatever. But because um, obviously they were through the aid stations. But like I said, there were a couple other strategic places yeah, where I on the course. It could have been. Right. That's, that's not fair. Yeah. No. That was Hunger Games, like yeah. total Hunger Games. I never had any of the packages awesome. come through. You could have one through. drone drop uh-huh. during the race. Yeah. <laughs> a little spare battery <laughs> coming yeah. through. So Red Bull, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the finish was just phenomenal. And honestly, there there wasn't anybody there when I finished. Oh, really? No, <laughs> there there wasn't. Like I had um, what time? It so thirty five hours. So what time of day was that? Five a.m. Five a.m. Okay, mm-hmm. so still yeah, dark. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. and I, I had the, the good people from Jaybird helping me out with a couple of the the food drops along the way, like the crew stops, and they're just great. They're a fun new group I'm working with, and just great, great people, and um, they were there at the finish videoing, which I'm super grateful for, and uh, my 10-year-old met me about, I don't know, like a mile, mile and a half before the end. Mm-hmm. And he was able to run with me, and that was, you know, uh, so emotional. It's really cool. Um, Just that whole last bit coming down, um, I, (laughs) this is maybe too much information, but. That's what we're all about. (laughs) (laughs) So I, for some reason, I love that, that Africa song and 
the original Toto. And oh, the, yeah. The Weezer. The new reason. Weezer one yeah. is really love good. It. I love Weezer, right? And um, so that takes me way back to my college years. Yeah. You know, Targi, there was the yeah. Africa route. <laughs> You know the you know the loop the ski yeah. route up at Targi. I just love <laughs> that. And I don't know that song is just so meaningful to me. And I had you're already on like your second repeats of your music by True, that point, point. <laughs> three to five hours. <laughs> and I'm coming down, and the ascent into or the descent into um, Chamonix was just. It took forever. It was like five miles, and it was like straight downhill. Some of it was like a 30% grade. It was just tough. Owie. It was hard. It was where you thought you were running eight-minute miles, and you right. looked, and there were like 12. 14. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like, wow, I'm really not going fast. And then it was one of those weird things. I hadn't heard this song yet, and it come on like right before I hit the flats going into the city, and right after my battery died on my headlamp. So uh-huh. I had to stop. Change oh. my battery like 10 minutes to go. That was dumb, but glad I had <laughs> There's it. The 3501. There's yes. the 3501. Yes, Good exactly. Point. So I'm running in as hard as I could, or thought I was, and get to the, where they hit the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding. There's a pedestrian bridge that they wanted you to cross. I saw that. Yeah. The, these people have a sick sense of humor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, go up and over it, right? So sick. And they had, like, little banners on it and all that. And they're like, and I'm the only one out there. And they're like, you you have to go up. You have to go up and over. And I'm like, no, how about we just call it good? I'll just, you know, give me a couple (laughs) minutes and I'll just. I'll just cut underneath it, right? DNF at mile (laughs) 104.5. And they're like, no, you must go over. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So you did. And there was one more of those also before the end. This cute Instagram friend, Margaret, and her husband were out there vacationing. Right. She was at that point, bless her heart, at 4.30 in the morning. She was out there cheering for me right there going over the next dumb pedestrian bridge. It's like a metal pedestrian bridge. Right. Like at concerts. See, I thought that they put those up there. For people to watch. For people, like, <laughs> yeah. like for the elites to go over and everybody can, like, cheer them on. No. No. It was sick. It is. It was so sick. In fact, before I forget to you, that's... I swear that these organizers had, like, a sick sense of humor. Coming into almost every aid station, there was some weird route you had to take. Like, you'd have to go through a barn, or you'd have to go around a field, and you just follow the flags. And and nobody talked to each other. Like, right. none of the runner, runners wanted to talk to each other at all. Really? Like, so you were in your own head yeah, you're, you're hanging not, you're out. You're like... You're like, are you seeing this? Are, going, are we well, supposed like, to go through a barn? Is it me? Is like, it me? This is messed up. But like, everybody's like, no, no, no. Yeah, they're like, don't talk to me. American yeah. crazy woman. Yeah. You know, like, Ta-da. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? So that was kind of weird. Like, I talked about that with a couple other people who thought it was kind of weird. But, you know, you'd run through, through. Then you'd go up a little hill for like 10 feet, then come right back down. It was like, for some reason, they were trying to either tack on that extra mileage. Uh, I'd make it 170K. And, That's uh, right. <laughs> So that didn't. That was exactly how it ended with hmm. going through just those weird things. Right. And um, but yeah, getting to run with my kid up to the the one point, then he kind of fanned off. He, right. He could have come through. They they were totally good Didn't with care. that. Yeah. But no, it was basically just a couple a couple of these Jaybird friends and my husband and kids at the end. And I swear they had to like elbow the guy <laughs> to announce that I was coming hey, through. Hey, we got a runner. So yeah. maybe that was <laughs> yeah. Because I think there was a guy farther out who would radio and be like, hey, you know, oh, runner, yeah. da 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 right. coming close. So they would be ready to go. So, But that was just the most, I don't know, just the most humbling thing is getting to finish, to come through that and, um, and experience that. And to feel 
like I did. That was so unexpected and so grateful that that it happened the way it did. Like I, I, I had no clue that it would go like that. And, so. and coming through it, I mean, how did you feel after? I mean, have you feel like you've done well in your recovery? Like it didn't yeah. set you back? It didn't set me back. Nice. It Probably gave you, give you a little the opposite, little right? Boost. A little boost, a little, little mental, yeah. mental. Oh, bear's not so bad. And I think a lot of that, I, you know, used poles pretty, okay. pretty much the whole race. I think it saved my back and my glutes. And um, it took a lot of the load off of my, even my lower legs, like like my feet placement. Um, I haven't felt that before either. Even at Bighorn, I tried to use the poles. It was just too muddy. Like right. you couldn't, it was just disastrous. And I still had a longer recovery after that. But I, seriously, I don't know why this had been such a good recovery. I'm, I've been out. I've been putting in some good miles and just trying to assess the damage. Right. And I'm not finding any. Me. So I'm all systems go. I'm ready for a good race here. Good. At the Bear. It's coming up. So what uh, would you do? You want to do UTMB again? I don't know. People have asked me that and. It was such an amazing experience. I almost don't want to touch it. I just kind of want to put it on the shelf and be happy about it. If Mm -hmm. I, we would love to go back out there and just run without parameters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I might even get Bryce to. Maybe I'll secretly enter him. I think he would do it. Actually, he probably would. He loved it. Oh, he loved it. But um, I would do the CCC. I think if I went, I would have to do a different race. Right. Because I just I don't want to. I don't want to touch that. That's kind of. That's done. Yeah. Like I feel good. That's. That's good. That's so. awesome. That's really good. That's pretty rare too. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people like, yeah, I got to go back. I know I can cut this or do better here, right. do better here. But just come away from race going, boom. That's I did it. Feel great. Wouldn't change a thing. That's that's pretty impressive. It's, it's never happened to me before. I'm always the doing it the third or fourth right. time. This one, one very fortunate. But the area you want to go back to run and do be a part of that again yeah it was such just a great environment and the trails are so accessible you can just you know bryce was continuing to train because he's running the bear so he had to put in a lot of time too right while we we're there and he could just run right from our place up like the vertical mile you've heard about that yeah, there yeah. it's it was nuts like <laughs> you could see that from our place and he would go do that every morning and right. be up on the ridges real quick and that's awesome there was so much accessibility right there yeah. out of the town which i never ran in that for the race, but just all accessible trails everywhere. And nutrition-wise, were you di- felt dialed in dialed, with that? Dialed, did, Was it mainly your nutrition, or did you take advantage of their stuff, or did you just kind of do your thing? Didn't touch it. Okay. So yeah. you just did your thing, so mm-hmm. that's going to be... What? What is your nutrition like? So, yeah, and this is... <laughs> this is funny. This is where I can get all the criticism, just bring it in. But mm-hmm. this is what's been working for me. Like, um, I'm happy to be working with V Fuel mm-hmm. again this year. And um, it's just worked so solidly for me, whether it's the gels or the powder. Um, that's my main nutrition. Okay. And um, that and then core power. I'll take oh, a yeah, core power right. at every stop and um, at some of the stops. Some of the aid stations where I could have a crew, uh-huh. that was the, I would throw all the other food in my pack. Right. Because why not throw it, anything else, just throw <laughs> it all in there. And then I would take a core power, and I'm out of there. And I think that's like a, a huge thing for me is like not even stopping at the aid stations. Right. Just moving on. There are people there, picnic tables, like having banquets of food. Cheese and, and I'm crackers like, I just can't. and wine. Just get, it, get it done. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that works solidly. There was a... 
a, a big gap, um, a huge gap actually of where I was able to have a crew. And um, I took in some, and they had quite the spread different from what we have. Um, I took in some questionable cheese and salami. <laughs> and Sylvia Greer, can, she and I can talk about that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I had to. Like, I was so low on fuel. Like, I knew it. And it was getting kind of critical, like, right. to where I couldn't catch up because um, of the cold. It mm. got really cold, not to where I was uncomfortable, but when it gets that cold, you just lose so much calories. Right. So I quickly, I just, I had to eat that, and my body was not happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I might have whined to a couple people about that and tried to... But no one listens, right? No one, they're <laughs> like, suck it up. <laughs> you're, you're racing. You paid to be there. You know, go. But That's yeah, awesome. I mean, that was the only time. It was kind of like halfway through. I... I took that food probably like, um, I don't know, like mile 60 or 70. So I regretted that, but I needed it. So I, yeah, that was what worked. So that's, that's all I did. And it seems so simple, but um, I've done that now in the last four races. Right. And I've, I've had super positive effects. At Bighorn, I actually ran out of food and I had to take a couple random brand gels, right. which I won't bring up. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. Um, and that messed me up bad. Like I, I take, had a really... I take V-Fuel. You so take V-Fuel? Yeah, Good. But so, yeah. I, I do randoms just for mix that it fact. Up. Just mix it up. Because uh-huh. you just never know. You get an aid station, you might not have something. That's true. You're That's like, true. I'm going to have to commit to that. Yeah. And you're gagging it down. So you don't you don't ever have a point in these races where, like, even with me and V-Fuel, like, I can't do more gels, right? It's like, I, I'm done with gels. You don't get that way, really? I have in the past. Okay. I think it was Bear last year. Um, I had Ashley Mosley with me okay. kind of like up before hitting the Beaver Lodge. And I was so, like, I, I somehow missed a draw bag or missed food. Something happened. And I was like, again, the critical food where you're like, gosh, this is not this is not good. Right. Like, this is, I'm in a really bad place, you know. And, and I had a gel magically appear in my my bag. Mm-hmm. I swear I wasn't there right. previously. And she and I celebrated. And <laughs> <laughs> I think she did more than me. She was like, oh, finally, I don't have to listen to her whine. <laughs> and um, so, and that was where I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter the fuel. Like, I just need the fuel. Yeah. Right. I, need, I need the calories. I'm not going to be picky about what form it comes in. Right. And so that's that works. And their new raspberry lemonade. I'm, I'm, you, oh I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a peach cobbler and a citrus guy. Those I'm two are my citrus, favorites. But that raspberry lemonade, I'll have to give you one. Like, it's nuts. I'll it's so good. That. Like, I could just spread it on a piece of toast and eat wow. it. Like, <laughs> so good. I'll have to try that one. Yeah. I do I do V-Fuel and then scratch drinks. Mm-hmm. I love the scratch drinks. Cool. They're yeah. my favorite. I like the scratch bars really good. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah, those are really tasty. Are um, so nutrition was on point. So yeah. overall, you just feel like you came away with, hey, something happened and things worked out. And it's worked out. Bing, bing, ta-da. Yeah, I used what I learned. I really, I think that that was the main thing. Like, you go into these races and you can't just race to win or race to prove a point. Like, you, you do races to learn and you have to you have to learn. Yeah. You're forced to learn sometimes things you don't want to even know. But you gather all that, and then you have to make better decisions the next time. And it's crazy. When I think about the races I used to use the points to qualify, those races were terrible. Mm. Just terrible. Like the 2016 Bear. Like oh, yeah, the weather was the big bad. Horn the year before that. Like all these certain races, like the things that I learned, 
people shouldn't have to know. <laughs> like, you, you shouldn't have to learn these you things. You shouldn't have to experience you that. You shouldn't have to. And I don't know why. Or even, like, the, the stupid Black Canyon that one oh, year yeah. where it was, like, river mud. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it all kind of came together. And I think the weather was phenomenal. I've heard so many reports about how terrible the weather yeah. was this year. And I'm like, I don't know where you were, but <laughs> it was amazing. Right. It was perfect running weather, except for, you know, the first six hours. But even that wasn't that bad. That's not bad. So you got the, what uh, What plans do you have? Do you have any plans for the bear uh, in your head? I don't know. I Of course I want to do better than last year. Which was? 28. Okay. Um, that was kind of my 100 PR. And um, considering Bighorn was just a bust this year with the 60 miles of mud, like right. there was no even touching where I was the year, a couple years before finishing that. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I think it's fair to try to go for that 28 yeah. hour. Yeah. And if I do better, oh, that's even fantastic. I've put a lot on my body this year, and I'm not a spring chicken. And I just want to be able to keep running right. for years and years to come. So I'll be smart. I mean, if I'm going to finish, yeah. but I'm not going to like I'm just kind of like run how you feel. It. You think? Yeah, I'll just I'll just see how it goes. So I know the way. <laughs> You've been there, done been that. There. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a great year for weather. Yeah, so it's going to be good weather. It's yeah. going to be good weather. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to hope it rains in the next couple of weeks. So it's not going to. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's it will either. Decent weather. Yeah. Mm. Going to wear some dust masks. Yeah. So o- overall, great year. Yeah. Great experience at UTMB. Two more races left this year. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep throwing that out there, man. I sign up for that still. I, you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's filling up quick. Uh, yeah. Do I get a, new, a free entry, though? With UTMB doesn't qualify. Been, oh, yeah. Not a point. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Did you bring any cheese back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that I might did. get you a free entry. That might dog. actually work it's for in you. It's my socks, actually. Uh, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> Extra flavor. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we don't want the bacon-flavored yeah. cheese. Bacon yeah. feet. Yeah. They, yeah. Have, they had so much cheese there. Oh, my gosh. Like I see, we, we, Me and Joel joke about this, but, man, I really just want to go and be, I'll crew somebody, man. They get me there. I will crew them. Yeah. Right? I, I told you guys to come out this year. I will. Yeah, we talked didn't about it. Didn't get it. I will yeah. change their socks. Well, if that's it works next year, we'll have is. to figure that out. That's nasty. I don't like feet, so <laughs> that's 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 how committed I am to getting over there. Um, well, that's really awesome. I mean, we're Thanks. super pumped. I mean, we've been excited about it, um, especially to get you on the show because UTMB is a different animal mm-hmm. um, that yeah. not a lot of people do experience um, for different reasons. Um, it is a commitment on a few different levels, but... Made made O Town proud. Thanks. Yeah, you made the O Town crew proud. Thank you. Um, we're super excited to see you do well at the Bear. I think you're gonna have a good day. You're gonna carry this over. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. I hope so. Um, next year, anything on your bucket list for next year yet? Gosh, you know, it's that big one. You always hope it's gonna work out. Getting the Hard Rock. Okay, that would just. Oh, be... she's done Gib Wallace. <laughs> I think, right, Gib Wallace. I've never been to that. I've never been in town for that. Still, right? <laughs> like, yeah. That's when I was over in Helsinki. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, Helsinki, we'll Ogden, whatever. <laughs> we'll let it slide this time. So Gib Wallace time. is on the radar. All right, that's what we want to hear. Hard about. Rock. I don't know. Like somebody asked me the other day, like, oh, so do you get like a kind of a a little bit of an, an edge for a hard rock since you did UTMB. I'm like, no. Nope. No. Don't give you an edge. Not at all. <laughs> but I, more than anything, I hope Bryce gets into that because this will be his ninth wow. try. So he's going to be one of those ones I hope that gets in this year, and I hope I do too. That would be, that be interesting. 
So plan on that. So that's one you're looking forward to. So you got Gib yeah. Wallace, you got Hard Rock. Is there anything yep. else on your kind of list like you're just kind of looking at? Yeah, I'd kind of like to do that Trans Rockies. Oh, yeah. That looks yeah, like fun. Yeah, talking about that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, something like that. Maybe, I don't know, I'd love to try the Hurt. I, did, I forgot oh, yeah. the lottery for this oh, year, so yeah. Yeah, you go have fun around with that. the corner, yeah. um, <laughs> let Hawaii dry out a little bit. It looks yeah. nasty over there right yeah. now. Yep. So maybe like, what's that, 2020? Wow. Oh, yeah. 20, January 2020? 2020, yep. So kind of yeah. think about that. Right. I just want to kind of play it easy and just see what kind of adventures come up. Nothing really. Well, I mean, Hard uh, Rock's a big one. That so would be a big you get into that, that's kind of like, that'll yeah. lock in your year for you. Yes. And that's a matter of how you want to train for it. Right. Race I, for it or... Because the or, elevation at UTMB is not even close no, to no, that at all. No. Like, we're talking, you know, 8,900, right. if that. Yeah. Yep. So that was an advantage, I think. And the altitude. Yeah. That's what she said. That's, that's what that meant, but... Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, elevation you know. gain <laughs> no. overall. Because it's more. That's what I thought she meant. That's fine. Not alt- you said elevation, right? Well, the elevation gains, yeah. Well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. I use the word altitude, right? So it wasn't like the hard rock would be. It doesn't get up that high. It, yeah. It's not like 14. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's all 8s and 9s. And there's that. no drums right, the night no. before. Just no a bunch of, we may just, fix that. Just a bunch of people hung over. The morning yeah. of watching. Oh, that would be good for those people. Yeah. Right? So, well, that'd be cool to see both of you get into that. That would be awesome. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out again next year. Cool. Um, this year was a good experience, other than the car breaking down. So, Gosh. well, yeah. Well, good luck with that. We'll Thank be you. throwing some trail manners mojo that direction, and hopefully, you can get into that. Um, mm-hmm. We look forward to seeing you at Nordic Valley and Gib Wallace on yes. its third year. Third. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because you missed the first two. Yeah, I did. Dang it. Um, Third's a charm, always. Hope so. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for the support on that. And uh, now, we, we, congratulations on everything you've done. You mentioned you haven't been doing it long, but you've done a good job with it. So thanks. it's it's uh, you do it for the right reasons. It looks like so. Another good year's on its way. Hope so. All right. Well, yeah. good luck at the thanks bear. Guys. Thanks we'll for have coming. To go do some axe throwing again soon. Oh yeah. Well yeah. So I, me and Terry went through some axes yeah. not too long ago. That and was the I went up to Tony Grove like a week or two later and did some axe throwing myself. Oh, nice. you did? And like, it works. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like you can carry over. You just got to adjust what the axe you have weighted. Oh, but, okay. uh, it could be a new hobby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to start like some cool axe throwing competition, obscure fat ass version. I, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say they already have those competitions. Yeah, no, the fat ass version yeah. where you can like have right. beers and do it. Gotcha. You know, put cans on your head, let someone take the axe, yeah. your can off your head. <laughs> those I'm type, of, those type of ones, you know, <laughs> stuff. So I'm that. it's totally legal. I've been looking into it. I got the lawyer. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on the show. You Congratulations, bet. and uh, we ha- we've been haven't done a Tuesday podcast in about a month. No. So this is a good way to kick us back off. Again. Again, so. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks Always for making the time. Appreciate Always a pleasure. This is your third time on, so we got some uh, front runners for who's on four or five. So we'll see what happens there. Well, so I better get my act together. You better do something else <laughs> really cool. I'll try. And get yeah. back on the show. So. Might take a couple years again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to Trail Manners podcast. I want to thank Tara again for joining us. This is Eric and Joel, and we are out. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Tara Warren for taking the time to join us today. You can check more out on Instagram of Tara at Run with Tara on Instagram. Run with Tara. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or please swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There we do have a few items left on our store page. 
or you can contact us. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.